Welcome to the Everyday Mulemanship Podcast. My name is Ty Evans, and today is Mule Tip Tuesday. Thanks for jumping on. And a uh, lot, lots going on over here at TS Mules. Um, we've been busy with this whole Dally Diaries thing going on. Uh, and I would love you guys' feedback on the Dally Diaries. Let me know if you guys are watching the Dally Diaries on the free newsletter or if you guys are watching it on the our, our what is it our online video library <laughs> i lost my words there for a second um let me know let me know what you guys think of those let me know what you think of them so it's been a lot of fun in fact i just got done uh playing around with dally and uh, she's tied up outside waiting for me to come unsaddle and you know, Dally is an interesting mule, and maybe some of you guys have mules just like her. You can kind of relate, but she's the type of mule that it feels like it's, you know, it's 51st dates. And, uh, you know, one day uh, it'll be just easy. You know, honestly, it'll be easy, and, and she's so mellow, and the next day she'll be riled up. She's, she's highly sensitive, you know. She's very highly sensitive, and which is going to be fantastic when I get to riding and, and especially when I get to work in cattle and, and the things that I enjoy doing, you know, uh, she's going to be a fantastic mountain mule because she is tough as nails. Um, so, but like today, you know, she's been doing real good with the saddle. Uh, she's, well, I should say she's been doing better with the saddle, you know, the approach and, and I, and I see this quite a bit with horses and mules. Um, sometimes where they'll be a little scared of the approach when you walk up to your mule. That's kind of her. If you walk up to her, she's a little worried about that approach. But then she's pretty cool uh, about everything. And um, she hasn't really bucked a whole lot with just packing the saddle around uh, since we started her. However, today, I don't know what it was, but boy, I just saddled her up and led her out into the arena and we started our groundwork and boy she just felt like lighting it up today so she she bucked pretty good and uh so i let her bounce around there it's like i was flying a kite and then uh, she calmed down a bit and anyways so sometimes that'll happen it'll feel like man this is like 50 first dates it's starting over and over again and that's okay as as long as you as long as you keep working, you keep trying, try to get them in a good mental frame of mind, and you stay consistent, um, over time that'll work out. And time is one of them things that messes most of you up, is time. Thinking that you got to get something done today, you got to get something done this week, this month, this year. And, um, you know, I've, I've really tried to change the last, oh, about five or six years, trying to not worry or stress so much about time. And, you know, when I stopped training for the public, that was the biggest deal. Because, you know, if I had Dally, uh, you know, say one of you hired me to work Dally for you, I would be telling you guys to get rid of that mule and give it to somebody that's a top hand. Um, because I don't, you know, most of us wouldn't have the, you know, wouldn't be able to hire a trainer um, to work as long as it's going to take to work through Dally. You know, it's going to be a long while. But to me, it's going to be worth it. So anyways, yeah, I'd love to hear you guys hear from all of you, whether you're listening to this on the live Mule Tip Tuesday here on Facebook 
or whether you're watching this later on YouTube or you're listening to this on the podcast, I'd love to hear feedback on the Daily Diaries. Either the, And tell me whether you're watching it on the free newsletter or you're watching it on the online video library. Don't forget, on the online video library, you get the full sessions. So, for example, I think week number three, the one I just sent out, I think it, you know, the free, the free one is edited down to about four minutes and the whole session, the live session was 34 minutes. So there's a lot of other stuff in there and, uh, and we do bonus videos too. So, all right. Our Mule Tip Tuesday is sponsored by Western Mule Magazine. Uh, ben and Anita Tennyson, they do a great job and I'm very grateful for their support very grateful for their sponsorship in these podcasts um they're great i i write for them every month been writing for them for about three years i think and uh just great people and a great magazine too also this week's mule tip tuesday is brought to you by boyd the boyd ranch mule ride uh boyd ranch mule ride we got a clinic there this year too down in wickenburg arizona and I'm real excited for that. But it's a great ride. A really good group of people that show up to that. And you can find more info on boydranch.org. So, my tip to you this week um, <laughs> is kind of funny in a way. Because it's it's kind of my pet peeve, okay? So, I'm going to share this with you and try to be a little transparent with you guys. So, if you want to make fun of me, you can. But this is this is one of my pet peeves, okay? Is at a clinic, you know, and some of you, most of you watching as I see these names pop up here on Facebook, you know, most of you have been to a clinic before, so you've probably seen me do this. But, you know, at a clinic, maybe somebody's having a hard time with their mule or whatever, you know, on the ground, and I do some groundwork, or maybe it's in the saddle sometimes. Uh, I used to ride a lot of people's mules, and I try not to anymore. I try to let the people work things out but you know in the past I'll I'll work a mule for somebody and then they kind of turn it around like I'll get their mule going really nicely and and get the mule in a good frame of mind and the mule's quiet and, and gentle and you know starting to follow a little bit of a feel or something and then the rest of the clinic the person every time like I walk by that person and that mule um they're like they like talk to their mule and they say Mule, you you better be nice, or I'll make uh, I'll I'll sick tie on you. You know I'll I'll make tie work the heck out of you, and like, like I'm the I'm the punishment <laughs> to the mule, and I try to be polite, and I try uh, I try to I I try not to make anybody feel bad. But in my mind, I'm thinking, geez, I just I just worked hard getting that mule in such a nice frame of mind. I you know, I got that, th that mule, that mule loves me now. <laughs> like that mule really likes me because I worked through whatever the stressor was, whatever the anxiety was, we worked through it and I got that mule comfortable and I made it feel good about itself. And, and then the rest of the time, yeah, like I said, the person will be like, oh, well, you better be good or else I'm going to let Ty work you. And my tip to you guys this week is please don't think that working with your mules when you guys go out and work through mules that it's a punishment and if you see decline in the quality 
if you see changes in behavior um, on a consistent basis, meaning, okay, every day my mule's getting harder to catch. I work it every day, and then it's harder to catch today, harder to catch the next day, harder to catch the next day. You might consider the quality that you're working, the quality of your work, excuse me, and make sure you're on the right track, okay? But just because you go work with them doesn't mean they're not going to like you. And if if your work, if the work that you're doing is thought of as a punishment, you got the wrong frame of mind while you're working. Uh, so, so whenever I work with a mule, whether it's your mule, your horse, your donkey, my mule, horse, or donkey, whatever, any animal I touch, I my goal is to bring out the best in that animal at this time. So whatever that might be. Anyways, so think about the quality. As you're, as you're working and you're doing a quality job at it, things will get better. Your mule will, will enjoy you more and more. Um, you know, I got a pen full of mules out here that uh, can prove my point, you know. Um, my, my, main, my main saddle mule, uh, Riata is her name, big red mule. I mean, if I'm being honest, you guys, I ride the crap out of that poor gal. She gets used. Um, I, I got all these colts here. She she ponies these animals almost every day. Uh, she gets rode the most by far out of all of them. This mule, this mule already has, she's, she's only, she's coming six years old. And this mule has over a hundred thousand trailer miles. I've, I've, uh, drug her crisscross in the country you know, uh, multiple times now. And, you know, gosh, that meal just, I can't, I can't get to the gate quicker than she can. You know, she's just there. Um, you know, and there's definitely some things that play into that. You guys, there's, there's, you know, dispositions and, and how they're bred. They're different. They're different types out there for sure. But as you're working, it should be getting better as long as you're doing quality work. So please, if you're at a clinic and I spend, time on you on you and your mule please don't think that that that's a punishment for your mule okay all right let me know what you think of that uh, mule tip of the week okay i got some questions that you guys sent in i appreciate this these are actually questions all three of these here that i have are questions that i didn't get to last week and uh i see some questions coming in today and uh, i'll try to get to whatever i can and if i don't i'll roll to next week okay so, oh, hey, come on in. Okay. <laughs> I got Sky here today now. Hi. I was late. All right. Come on in. <laughs> I was feeling left out. All right. I'm glad you're here. Everybody say hi to Sky that's watching on Facebook. <laughs> okay. Why don't you read us that question, question, if you can read my writing. Okay. Can this you... is from... Oh, sorry. Diana Noonan. Can you talk about your method... For vaccinating your mules and how you keep them calm yep so when it comes to vaccinations um, if we're being transparent me and sky don't spend a lot of time uh, preparing I mean when's the last time that I said I'm gonna go out and work on get this meal ready to vaccinate I don't know that well, I don't prepare that. myself for shots either <laughs> <laughs> so but but in a way we do prepare a lot you know I don't go out I'm not working on not that specifically. specific thing today, but there's things that play into that. For one, we want 
control the feet. If you can't control the feet, you're going to have a heck of a time vaccinating. You're going to get ran over. You're going to get ran over. You're going to get beat up. And, I mean, and I, when I say control the feet, I don't mean they don't have to be perfect. Because, I mean, we vaccinate our little weanlings, you know. and I was wishing and, I filmed that. Because it... So simple. Yeah. But if you got just a little, just a little basic control of the feet, that's going to really help you. Because if you don't, they're going to push you. And remember, we're always talking about keeping them centered. In the clinics, we talk about keeping them centered. And that's that imaginary rectangle-shaped box uh, keeping them centered. And if you're not, if they're not staying in that box, they're pushing on it. The other thing is a good mental frame of mind. The more stressed they are, the more worried they are, um, scared, the more fearful, that's just going to make that vaccinating deal so much worse. So much, that's going to be just really challenging, isn't it? If they're in a bad frame of mind. Um, the other thing, it's just such a simple piece of the checklist on the ground and in the saddle, is lateral flexion. If you can just get a little bend, you can... Like a, a mule that's real scared of, of shots. And, and you know, you guys, there are some mules that are very sensitive skinned. Absolutely. We've had we've had a few of them. But if you, those ones that are pretty sensitive like that, one thing that I've, I've done in the past is I'll just have the needle kind of ready and I'll just ask them to bend. And they just kind of bend right into it. And when they bend, that skin folds and gets a little softer um, so it's not so tight and tense right there. So instead of them pulling away and having it real tight, they go to you and that skin softens up. And that's the easy way to do it. The other thing is just lots of tapping. Um, I'll just tap on the neck just with your hand, just, just lightly, not like you're smacking them, just tap, 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 and then put the needle in and then back away, just leave them alone for a second and then you, go, you can go back and you can. So you do the needle separately. Yeah, you can do the needle separately and instead then, of having the whole syringe and everything, yeah. whatever. But that's helped a bunch too. So that's a good question. Um, let's see. Oh, one other thing I, I wanted to mention on that too is, is just constant handling too. Um, sometimes some mules and horses only get caught when they either going to get rode hard or when they're going to get vaccinated. <laughs> so, but just constant and good quality handling. And that kind of goes with today's tip too. All right, let me show you this, the next question from uh, Pat. Pat Rollins wrote this question last week. Okay. Pat, uh, say hello if you're on here. How would you deal with a mule or horse that sits back in the trailer when you try to unload them? All right. So I'm I'm picturing this. And Pat, if you're on here, you tell me if I'm picturing it right. But maybe she's trying to unload this horse and she's trying to lead it out and the horse doesn't want to get out. It's usually the other way around. <laughs> We've had a few that didn't want to get out of the trailer. We did. We have had somebody ask if we have a trailer unloading DVD. <laughs> yeah, those are hard to come by because mm. we don't have that. Yeah. We don't. We don't have that problem. So I got to find somebody else. I guess we did with the weanlings though this fall. They yeah. Didn't want out. <laughs> yeah, the weanlings didn't want out. So I'll give you a couple things. Number one, I will. I will say, you know, if your horse doesn't want to come out of the trailer, okay, on that lead rope, and it says, she said, setting back. So maybe the horse is pulling back on her. Number one, it really doesn't have a whole lot to do with the trailer. And it's just everything to do with that quality of leading and being broke to lead. So I would work on the groundwork separately. Um, and you can do things like, 
a way that you can kind of practice this is even just sending them on a, a little makeshift uh, platform, a little bridge. Like we got a little, uh, basically a pallet that we put some two by sixes on and that's like our little bridge. And we'll send them up on that and send them off that. And you know, it's not more than what, four inches tall, mm -hmm. but, um, but it kind of gives them a little obstacle to put with the groundwork. And that seems to help a lot with the trailer loading and unloading. Um, so you could practice that. Um, the other thing, like like with our weanlings, remember with the weanlings when, uh, remember after we picked them up, we went down to Jacksboro. I mean, we just kind of let them just hang out for quite a while, and Bozalita jumped out. The uh, she was the first one to just she just jumped right out. We just give her time, um, and uh, so you could do that. You you get back, and if this is chronic, your horse your horse doesn't want to get out of the trailer. Next time you go out, whatever, you, and you get home, just back up to your round pen or your arena or, shoot, even your pasture and uh, go up in your trailer, just take your halter off, and uh, go eat dinner. <laughs> I have a question. So, yeah. About her question. Okay. I wonder if when she says sets back, maybe she has a divider and it's sitting on it and she's trying to unload it. You think or not? I don't know. She'd have to clear that up. You'll have to let us know. Um, if but, we answered it <laughs> so yeah I mean, yeah you might have to add some to your question there but uh, but I'd anyways I just I would just take the halter off and let that horse find its way out don't try to pull it out that ain't gonna help anything in the meantime work on that groundwork get that horse broke to lead with quality so okay let's see uh, next question here go ahead read the next Sorry, question I'm reading a comment okay Sue Callahan Ask your thoughts on equine dentists and chiropractors. All right, so my thoughts on equine dentists and chiropractors. Well, I guess it depends on which one. Do we got to go through all the names of them all? <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> um, just general as practitioners, you know, uh, equine dentists, first off, um, I think extremely important. You know, we, uh, we get our meals teeth floated and checked every year, um, all of them, and that's important. Because, uh, you know, our mules are domesticated. They're here, you know. Um, what they eat is pretty much what we feed them. And uh, we got a little pasture, um, but they're not in brush, you know, able to wear those teeth down, you know, the way they ought to. So we keep them floated. So equine dentists are important. We've had, oh, I've seen all sorts of stuff, abscess teeth and, you know, oh, there's just a... There's just a long list of stuff for the equine dentist. So that's a definite must. Everybody ought to have their, you, you know. do that yearly? We do that yearly. We do that every year. Um, by we, I mean, I guess I do it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't do no, it. I, do I it. hire it done. He drives yeah, there. Yeah, <laughs> I hire it done. Um, that's important. As for the chiropractors, um, we don't use we don't use chiropractors and much. Uh, just for, a couple times we have. Yeah, so. we've had a couple times. Um, the main thing with chiropractors that's different from like a dentist, and I don't know why she put those two together. Maybe she can elaborate, but you know, there's not much that I can do myself to help their teeth. You know, there's not much I can do about that. Uh, I don't have the abilities to, to keep those teeth down, uh, keep them trimmed, you know, f floated, but the chiropractor work, um, you know, 
if you ride that horse, you ride those mules really well and you get them well balanced on all four quarters and, and through their body and you get that top line strong and, and you do a good job riding that mule, that horse balanced and straight. Straightness meaning balanced on the lateral there. Um, that you won't have a lot of issues there. Now, there's plenty of exceptions. We got lots of friends, and and um, you know, if a you know, shoot, there's been different emergencies and instances where a mule or a horse gets twisted up, and yeah, you get get it checked out, and they can help it out for sure. So, um, but that one I can take care of a little bit more myself. Well, you can. Uh, I can prevent. Yeah. I can prevent damage to that spine myself. Whereas the teeth, no. You know, we Once don't, in a we while, don't we a go lot. to clinics where they can chew on fences. Yeah, they yeah we <laughs> on the road they get a little bit more. Yeah, we've that. we've chewed a, uh, a few wood fences up with our meals, haven't we? We've so, gotten trouble. Yeah, yeah, we're always times. getting in trouble. But okay, once you scroll through, Sky, find us some more thought, questions. We got time for probably one more, two more, maybe. Here she is. Okay, so Diana, um, she asked about the unloading. Okay. So she said, what about having to back out of a slant load? I train my horses to back out by themselves on command, but I'm having a hard time getting my new mule to back out without smashing me in the slant load. Yeah, so in regards to the question before, I, I wouldn't, I'm not going to sit and fight that horse to back, to back out of that trailer if it can't even lead out of the trailer. So this mule that... Diane, Diana, right? Mm -hmm. Diana's asking about here. Um, I would get it good just leading out nicely. And then you can work on the backing out separately. And, um, you know, a couple things I do. You know, these mules are, are uh, they got a lot more self-preservation. And so stepping off backwards and blind is, is a little bit bothersome to a lot of them. And it takes some time. They to, don't feel like it's smart. Yeah, to get to get them a little bit more. I, I just found that it takes a little more time than a horse. So, Diana, I would start on maybe, uh, well, kind of like that bridge example that I used. We got that little bridge that just is four, four inches off the ground. And back that mule off of that little bridge. So it has just a little step down. And then maybe find a little, um, a little bit of a, uh, maybe a little dock, you know, maybe a one foot drop and, and practice there. Um, but I'd, I'd get that good. I'd back them and get it good on the ground and out of the trailer. That way when you're in that trailer, it's gonna, you know, it's gonna go good for you. We had trouble. I got a, well, in fact, the mule I was talking about earlier, Riata, my main mule. We never back out of trailers. Both of our trailers are big living quarters that we haul around the country and my stock trailer they're both stock trailers and we just lead them right out um and also we don't practice backing them up a lot because well we for put, one our trailers are really high our trailers are high i got them all lifted uh they're lifted so to get around the dirt roads we got around here how high you think i'm not sure how high it is but it's plenty high and it's a little too high for them to back out they'll they'll scrape themselves every time so we don't practice a lot but i i thought oh, i'll just Back Riata out. Well, she's kind of having a fit in the trailer, so yeah, um, being it just impatient to get out. So I thought I'll just back her out, and I went to back her out, and boy, we had a heck of a time. She said, and "That's the didn't. way to die." She was convinced. Yeah, <laughs> and I didn't get it done. I didn't get her out of the trailer in that session because I realized that my gosh, I need to go back. And if it did anything, it has highlighted 
the one of the weaknesses that that mule has or we have together and that is backing and so we i've worked at it worked at it worked at it and um you know next time i decide to back her out i, I imagine it'll be a lot easier than that time so let's see we got to why don't you get one more question okay saw one cora said i or well i don't know if that's a question i'll no, find a question here it didn't have a question mark. That's the only yep, way I can tell. You guys tell. gotta put your question marks on there. <laughs> Remember, if you write question before your question, then we can find it super fast. All right. A couple of people saying hi to you, at least, huh? I don't see we'll any more. I'm sure they're up here. Just have to go past. Appreciate you guys asking questions on here, and um, appreciate you guys emailing. You know, you can always email in a question for us ty at tsmeals.com and just put in the header um question for meal tip tuesday you can do that go ahead and read that okay myra said i'm curious to hear what you think about the dr cook bitless cross under style hackamore your deli diaries are great anyway it goes all on right what's her name myra myra okay myra um first off you want to make sure you understand what a hackamore is a hackamore is in reference to a, a bozal, a hanger, and a makati. That's a hackamore. Um, nothing else is a hackamore, even though people may coin them as hackamores. That's not a hackamore. Just and, bitless is not. Yep, hackamore. and just a, because it's bitless does not mean it's a hackamore. So her question is, what do I think about the Dr. Cook bitless? I don't know. I don't know who Dr. Cook is, um, and I'm not... I'm not familiar with uh, with that um, setup at all, um, but if you're interested in that, I'd say just do a good job, get them going good in a snaffle bit, get them going good in a hackamore, and go from there. Uh, the hackamore is my preference for that transition. And the other part that a lot of people get hung up on too, and they forget, the hackamore is a transition. It's not an end goal at all. Um, it, it was never designed as an end goal. Um, it's a, it's a green to intermediate stage in the making of a bridal meal. Um, so, so it wasn't really designed for Long forever, term. forever use. It really wasn't. Um, and if you, if you're looking for a good quality feel, some, a lot of the bitless bridles, um, I've seen the, the way that you apply that feel, um, is a little tricky. I've seen a lot that basically they tighten under, you know, you could pull on it, like some of the side pulls you can pull on it, but it tightens under the the curb really. And that kind of defeats the purpose of what the Hackmore stage is all about. The Hackmore stage is getting away from that contact, basic, or, or it's building upon a feel where you eliminate different parts of the question and we've discussed this in other podcasts and episodes but basically like the snaffle for example when you pick up on it it pulls maybe this side and pushes this side so it's got a lot of feel there and then you go to the hackamore where you eliminate the pull and you only have the push on that side there's no more pull on that so it's that transition piece so i'm not really answering your question because i don't know anything about <laughs> about that uh I don't, like i said i don't i don't know who dr cook is so sorry i can't help you there myra but i would say 
if you're gonna play around like that I'd just get you a good quality hackamore and you know and as they progress in the hackamore you go down in size that's a whole the hackamore is a whole podcast a couple podcast episodes is what it is it's quite the and you're gonna have we're gonna have lots of information about the hackamore coming up I'm gonna be filming it fresh because Riata is just a few weeks away from transitioning to the hackamore which is exciting it is. I'm, I'm excited to see her big nose in one. Yeah. If you could fit one on there. <laughs> I got one for her. So you'll see lots. We're going to have all those in the video library um, from, well, all year. The whole year that she's in a Hackamore, or maybe two years, um, we'll have uh, all that footage for you guys. So, well, what do you say? Good for today? No, I always want to do more. I always want to do more. Well, you guys, thanks for spending the last half hour with me. I'm grateful. I'm glad you could jump in, Sky. Yes. So she's always late. I say, hey, you come, <laughs> where, where are you at? It's time for Meal Tip Tuesday. Oh, I forgot. I do. I forget every time. Well, I've been, I don't forget about you guys. Don't I've you worry. I've just been confused on the days since Christmas. <laughs> this is a habit for me. We've been doing Meal Tip Tuesdays since June of 2016. So we're going on five years. Really? Yep. Wow. So I got five years of Tuesday habit. Time hanging wise. out with you guys so thank and one you guys. year of these we just started this a year ago yeah doing the live videos has been a year so that was new i used to be able to just record them anytime i guess yeah it was a little easier it was easy <laughs> but not as fun so hey thanks for hanging out with, with us today you guys if you could please leave us a review or email us let us know what you think um anything helps we're very grateful please share and tell your friends about this meal tip tuesday and the podcast so Thank you guys. God bless and we will see you next week. All right.